For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. going on Dodgers Nation welcome to the Dodgers Nation post game show thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers get the win their first back-to-back win since early April April 4th and 6th the Dodgers take three of four from the Chicago Cubs they win by a final score of seven to three another big day for Max Muncy hits another bomb he now leads the league with 11 homers on the year but the talk of the game had to been about Mr. Marcus Lynn Betts a two for four ball game for Mookie he had a home run a two run home run early in the game in the third to tie things he had a two run double late in the night to add some much needed insurance runs and I'm telling you right now Mookie Betts looks smooth at this shortstop position it was effortless he's an athlete you saw him make all the throws from the hole you saw him make a nice little sidearm play to get the lead runner six put outs today for Marcus Lynn Betts I'm telling you Mookie Betts he can play shortstop and also produce at the plate you can see he had a little extra pep in his step you can tell how excited he was to play this game. Steven Nelson said that he couldn't wipe the smile off his face when they were heading to the game. That's because Mookie, he was so excited to play that shortstop position. I'm telling you, with this team, yes, they're very boomer bust. They're very home run reliant. This team now 9-4 and four on the year when they hit two or more home runs. They're second in all of Major League Baseball with 43 bombs only behind the Tampa Bay Rays. This team definitely thrives when they hit home runs, but when you have Mookie bets at that shortstop spot, you can add more 
more offense because yes, Jason Hayward, if you look at his numbers, he's hitting below 200, but he is hitting the ball hard. His expected batting average indicates that he should have some more success. And I still love the idea of having Mookie Betts play shortstop until further notice. And we'll get more into that in just a second. We're going to break the entire game down. But first things first, one, let me know where you represent Dodgers Nation from tonight. And also, let me know if you like the idea of Mookie as your full-time shortstop because there are some cons that I did lay out for you on the episode of the Blue Heaven podcast. We'll get into those as well. But lots to talk about on this one. But the Dodgers, a big series for them. The Dodgers, they were a little bit down in the dumps. Like I said, they hadn't had back-to-back wins since early April. And finally, they're able to string some wins together. I thought Clayton Kershaw didn't have his stuff early on, just didn't have that great feel for the curveball. But still, I mean, he was fantastic today. You had the error by Muncy that led to those two runs. He pitched well. Clayton Kershaw had one, two, three inning after one, two, three inning. We're going to break down his start. But let's jump into the comment section here. And first and foremost, let me know who is your Dodgers player of the game. Also, I'm looking for that comment of the night. When I see that comment of the night, you're going to see one of these. You win. If you bring a fire take, any fire take, any hot take, think of your hottest Dodger takes right now, I will read them. You'll see one of these. Fire take. If you say something a little out of pocket, you're going to see a Gavin Lux, bruh. Bruh. And also, I'm looking for that Dodger dog of the game. Doesn't necessarily have to be the Dodger who was the best player of the game, but it was the Dodger that showed that dog. And honestly, I think you could go with Mookie Betts, obviously, playing that position, starting for the first time as a pro since low A ball when he was with Lowell versus the Auburn double days, the first time in a long time. But Mookie did say before the game that, hey, this is nothing new to him. This is how he came up. He was drafted as a shortstop. He clearly enjoys playing the position. But who is your Dodger dog? Dog of the game, too. Be sure to drop that. You're going to see one of these. Dodger dog of the game. But let's get into that comment section. Thanks for rocking with us, as always, here on the Dodgers Nation post game show. If you haven't, be sure to hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell. But let's do some rapid fire comments and we'll start breaking this one down. We got Let's Go Dodgers from Justin 2000. We got BC. Yeah, go Dodgers. We got Mitchell Hopkins. I miss Belly. Yeah, Mitchell. Look, good for Cody Bellinger. I thought very interesting. He hits that home run the other day as he's rounding third base. You could see him taking a little peek into that Dodgers dugout. And look, I don't blame the kid. I mean, he gets non-tendered. They clearly want to move off of him. And look, he's a guy that's he's benefiting from a change of scenery. He's a guy that's benefiting from the fact that he's in his contract year. I think a point that no one likes to mention is that Cody Bellinger, if he was playing with the Dodgers right now, he'd be more years, two years removed from that surgery when he was dislocating his shoulder, when he dislocated his shoulder back and during the 2020 postseason, thanks to Kike Hernandez. So you're seeing more years from that. So even though you're on the field when you return you're not back at 100% your power is sapped to an extent and then also he would be in a contract here Cody Bellinger playing for a big contract is another reason why he's performing well so look Cody Bellinger give him all the credit in the world he looks like a different guy but how about this whole discussion about Cody needing to change his stance Cody needing to change his approach well if you look at Cody Bellinger his approach and stance and setup looks basically identical to the way it did in his time with the Dodgers 
Dodgers. But yeah, I couldn't be happier for Belly. I wish him nothing but the best, just not against this Dodgers team. But on the year, Belly's hitting 930 with 300, hitting 300, OPSing 930. He has five home runs, five doubles, and 15 RBI. So yeah, Belly, it's all good, man. Uh, we got to call up Michael Bush and send down Luke Williams. That's from Justin 2000. I'm actually doing an interview tomorrow about Michael Bush, and we're going to discuss that at length. And we kind of talked about that on the Blue Heaven podcast. But uh, let's go, D. Maggots from Matthew YouTube. Yeah, my thoughts on Michael Bush are pretty simple at this point. You have to play him or trade him. He's a guy, is a former first-round pick out of North Carolina. He's one of the best hitters at the minor league level. He completely rakes down there. And also, his at-bat quality is very high. He sees a lot of pitches. He works the count. It's not like he's just a guy that goes up there and tries to leave the yard. He is a really complete and pure hitter. I'd like to see him get an opportunity. I think, though, kind of my big gripe is they just haven't, find the, haven't found the best position for him, and they've tried to play him in left field. I think the move for him, if they wanted him to be used and incorporated in this current nucleus of the Dodgers, they would have made it a priority to have him learn the outfield more. I mean, you see him play third, you see him play sh- uh, first, you see him play second base, but I think the outfield spot is where they could have optimized him, and they went out there and they signed David Peralta. So had they not signed David Peralta, and had they developed Michael Bush out to be a left fielder, I think it would have made a lot more sense. But I still think his time is coming, and if it's not with the Dodgers, it's going to be with another team. But this is a guy that definitely, at some point, you owe it to him to give him his opportunity. I love Bush. Uh, let's go Dodgers. Fire my wife. That's from Nando390. You'll get a fire take from that. BC Belly dogged it with LA. Shouldn't miss him. He obviously had it in him to do way better from BC. Look, like I just said a few seconds ago, I think this is the first year since 2020 that Cody Bellinger is fully healthy. And you're seeing the results of that. You're seeing it bear fruit. You're seeing everything that he's worked for start to really come to fruition. And look, give him a lot of credit. He has put in some time. He has made some adjustments. And look, let's like, that's what I was saying. The best performance enhancer is your contract year. Okay? To me, I think that is close to PEDs for players because when they're in their contract season, they know they can see those dollar signs. And Cody Bellinger was always the guy that was thinking $200 million. He was always thinking that big monster deal having won that 2019 MVP, having established himself as a perennial all-star and I think he's saying to himself hey I want to get that big deal and I think too at some point if you're the Dodgers it's about affordability and it's about the I, the the reality that you have a James Altman who is absolutely raking James Altman is the front runner the clear-cut front runner to win rookie of the year and become the 19th rookie of the year in franchise history that's more than any franchise in Major League Baseball thank you very much so I think there is such thing as a mutual betterment for both sides. I mean, it is an amicable amicable split for Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers at this point. And hey, guess what? Cody Bellinger is a free agent. Cody Bellinger still has a lot of friends that he communicates with that are in this organization. He's still friends with a lot of the guys that won that 2020 World Series. If the Dodgers want to go back and re-sign Cody Bellinger, there's nothing that's stopping him. This is not the NBA where the home team, where the team that he's on, the incumbent, has any restricted rights or anything like that. If the Dodgers want to re-sign Cody Bellinger, they can absolutely do that. But hey, he's a Scott Boris client. I think that relationship is over. I think both sides have moved on. But here we go. Back into this game. Like I said, lots to talk about. I got my big takeaways. You do not want to miss that. And we're going to break down this entire game because we have a lot to dig into because the things are looking up for your Dodgers who go on to take on the Pirates, the Buccos, who are one of the best teams in the National League this year. So it should be another good test. We could see Tony Gonsolin. All signs are pointing to Tony 
Gonsolin making his first start of the season and not getting that second rehab start. I want to get your thoughts on that because Gavin Stone just had his best start of the season down at the minor league level. Still think it's a little early for Stoner for the Dodgers, but still at some point we are going to see him. But it looks like it's going to be Catman on the meow for L.A. in Pittsburgh. But here we go. We got Muncie, Outman, continue raking. That's from B.C. Yeah, what more can you say about Max Muncie? 10 of his last 14 hits have been home runs. 10 of his last 14 hits have been home runs. He's been phenomenal. He leads all of me. He leads the National League with a, he leads all the National He's uh he has 11.29 OPS is first in all of Major League Baseball. His 11 home runs are first in all of Major League Baseball. His 21 RBIs are fifth. So, Max Muncy is a guy that made that step back. He made that adjustment and like I said, the game the an hour before the game, I don't know what came over me. I said Max Muncy is going to go to that step back. He's going to get home run tonight. And ever since then, he's been the best player in baseball, essentially at the plate as a power hitter. I don't know what got a hold of me, but I could just feel it in the air. And you couldn't be more happier for a guy that puts in the work, that makes the adjustments. And Max Muncy talks about that, is making those micro adjustments in the moment during games. And he's seeing the ball so well. He, he's destroying breaking balls. He's taking breaking balls down in the zone. And you're seeing him get intentionally walked. You're seeing pitchers are afraid to pitch to Max Muncy, and today, it was another big day for the Funky Muncy, and they needed it, too. I mean, top of the sixth inning, Freddie Freeman draws a leadoff walk. Next batter, Max Muncy with Freeman at first. No outs. 2-2 count. By the way, great two-strike hitting for the Dodgers today. Muncy here in the sixth. You had Mookie later, but a 2-2 count. He crushes a bomb into the right field, right into right field to right for his league leading 11th home run of the year. That put the Dodgers up 42, and it was a cutter on the inner half. And he just turned on it. Great, great piece of hitting there by Muncy with two strikes. And then next batter, J.D. Martinez, he hit his own home run. On a 1-0 count, he leaves the yard for a solo shot. That made it 5-3 to three Dodgers, his fourth of the year. So the Dodgers definitely, definitely are a homer-happy team. They're definitely reliant on the home run ball. And you're seeing games that they win, you're usually seeing multiple home runs. Like I said at the beginning of the show, they're 9-4 and four in games where they've hit two home runs. But let's jump back into that comment section all the way. So, by the way, Max Muncy, I don't think uh, anyone's talking about this either. Max Muncy is a guy that uh, I think you want to consider locking up. I think he's a guy that you want to bring back after this season because, hey, the reality is since he's gone to that step back move, he hasn't missed a beat. He has been one of the most prolific thumpers in all of Major League Baseball. And the Dodgers, they gave him an extension last season. And that included a $10 million club option for 2024. Now, Max Muncy told me on my show during the offseason that he's hoping to get a bigger deal. He's looking for a longer-term extension, and he wants to stay with the Dodgers. So I think he's playing himself into a nice new deal with L.A., and I think they should absolutely consider re-signing him because look, he's still very young, 32, turns 33 next year. He's still in the prime of his career, and I think that in the middle of the lineup, he's a guy you can trust not only to hit home runs, but reach base via the walk. But Dodgers with the W from Paul Gutierrez, the funky Muncie from Cowboy Five Rings. Is that your Dodger dog of the game? Noah Ortega Belly is like Anakin Skywalker. He just straight up went to the dark side and betrayed the Dodgers. That's from Noah Ortega, and that's our first comment of the show. That comes from Noah Ortega. Ortega, you're going to get one of these. And how about you get a fire take, too? We get you a fire take, too. Mr. Noah Ortega. Fire take. 
And that's the fire take. I'm going to make you the Ornito shot taker comment of the show. Enjoy a nice sip of Ornitos. Hold up and, and yeah, enjoy the, the rest of the show. So we got... Way to go, Dodgers from Ruth Smock. We got BC. Cubs still suck. Coming back down to earth. That's from BC. Mookie is a beast. That's from Cowboys. Five rings. Yeah, we'll talk about Mookie next. What are you guys' thoughts on Mookie? Do you want to see him as the permanent shortstop? Because I think... It's going to happen very quickly, and I think the conversation is going to be, hey, should this be something that's permanent for, at the very least, the rest of the year? Because one thing I was looking for today was how natural was he going to look? How smooth was he going to look? Would he be able to make that throw from the hold from the hole and all things that I was confident that he would. And we saw on, on display today, Mookie was fantastic. You saw him just make effortless plays, effortless plays throughout the day. Six put outs for Mookie bets, even late in the game, turn that nice, easy double play. And to me, he looks the part. He is an elite athlete. Anything he puts his mind onto, he's going to get good at. And I think, too, it almost reinvigorates his career. It re-energizes his career. I think that's something you have to consider, too. But just look at these plays from Mookie Betts. I mean, I mean, come on now. Gold glove shortstop. There you go. Glove side. Wrong foot throw to Freeman, making it look easy. Deeper in the hole, just routine play, making the throw with the strike, making it look easy deeper in the hole and flips it a little sidearm throw to second base there. I mean, this guy, that was his first career start at the big league level, and he made it look easy. That should be, that's unfair. That's just unfair. I mean, most people have to spend their entire life just trying to make plays like that to make it look that easy. Mookie Betts, you're seeing a guy that puts in the work, and this is a testament to his work ethic because he's a guy who is a six-time Gold Glove Award winning right fielder, but still, if you go to Dodger games and you get there early, you'll see Mookie, he takes infield every game, no matter what, religiously. And it's not just at second, it's also at, at shortstop. And you're seeing it bear fruit today. So, yeah, I, that was exciting. Mookie not only did it with the glove, made it look easy, but with the bat. I mean, he stepped up in a big way. Without his contributions at the plate, Dodgers don't win this game because L.A. falls behind 2-0 early. We're going to get into that in just a second, but let's get into your comments here. We got Blue Heaven from 713 Houston. In the words of... Kevin Yuha, in the words of Ice Cube, today was a good day. That's from Kevin Yuha's over on YouTube. That's a comment of the day presented by Hornitos. We got Bellinger, learn how to hit again from Paul Gutierrez. That's a burn. Uh, way, to, way to go, Los Angeles Dodgers from Jacob Hurd. We got BC. Two insurance runs scored without a homer, though. That's from BC. Yeah, those two insurance runs late were big. Now, let's get into a little bit of the scoring today because top of the third, Miguel Vargas, he grounds with a pitcher for the first out. Then 0-1 pitch to Austin Barnes, who has struggled mightily. He couldn't hit sand if he fell off a boat this year and he singles to right his second hit of the year he had been one for 29 before that hit and did a nice job getting his bat on the ball getting a single there to hopefully that gets him going and he turns over the lineup for Mookie Betts the next batter Marcus Lynn Betts one out with Barnes at first 1-0 pitch to Mookie and he takes Marcus Stroman deep for a two-run shot Mookie living his Betts life his third of the year that tied things up at two then we talked about what happened at the top of the sixth with Muncie's home run and then top of the ninth like you just talked about BC a big time insurance two big insurance runs there for the Dodgers 
and Hayward, he flied to left for the first out, and then Peralta, he flied to center for the second out, and then how about Miguel Vargas, who's looking a lot better at the plate. Like I told you, I believe in Miguel Vargas, like Mr. Miyagi believes in Daniel LaRusso, and nothing has changed for me. You're seeing his swing. I think Oral brought up a good point where when you look at his swing, he's kind of holding on to it less than he did on the follow-through, and I think a lot of that has to do with his thumb, but you're starting to see more results. You saw him get a big double on the Thursday game. So I'm going to hits yesterday. So I'm going to hit today and he gets that two out single that really got that rally going. Then after that Barnes, he drew a five pitch walk to give the Dodgers runners on first and second. And then Mookie laces that double to give the Dodgers a seven to three lead. And that's what you want to see. I mean, you want to see a combination of power and slug because when you out slug your opponent, you win by more than 80% of the time. It's what I always say is if you want the dub, you've got a slug in modern Major League Baseball, but you also want to have some more clubs in your bag. You want to be able to put the ball, bat on the ball with that single like we saw with Miguel Vargas. And that is, I think, a value that he provides is that bat to ball, is that ability to get a single and get on base. And then Barnes follows that up with a five-pitch walk. So great pitch recognition by Austin Barnes. And then you still get the slug with the extra base hit in Mookie Bet. So great base running there. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. And I thought that really just capped off what was a signature performance by Mookie Betts, his first game starting at shortstop, and he does it on both ends. This man can do it all. But back into the comments section, EB, hilarious to see the whole Cubs crowd standing in the ninth inning, all happy with optimism, and then Mookie gets that double play. Great win by the Dodgers. Yeah, it was a great win, absolutely, for this team to take three or four from this Cubs team that really had their way with the Dodgers, especially with their pitching just the past weekend and the Dodgers having an underwhelming series against the Mets for the Dodgers to really take control of this series and leave Chicago above 500 at 12 and 11 heading into Pittsburgh against a Pirates team that's hungry that's had one of the best starts in the National League but yeah I think this as a whole Mookie like I said he's my player of the game two for four four RBIs had a home run had a walk one strikeout and yeah, other than that, Max Muncie, of course, he goes one for four with two RBIs. J.D. Martinez goes one for four, had the two punch outs, but also had the second home run on the back-to-back home runs there in the sixth inning. And then we'll talk about Clayton Kershaw's performance coming up next. But let's jump into the comment section because uh, I'm starting to feel that this team, even when Miguel Rojas is healthy, even if Chris Taylor is fully healthy, I think Mookie Betts makes a lot of sense at shortstop. Do you see us winning the World Series? That's from John Davis. Absolutely. 
absolutely. I mean, look, you you want to win the last game of the year. You want to win 11 games in the postseason. And yes, this is a little bit of a Homer Simpson, but I have to believe that Andrew Friedman and company will address some needs and put this team in a position. But the reality is the World Series, the postseason is such a crapshoot of all the major sports. It's the one where you can't with full confidence say, oh, this team is going to win the World Series. It just is not like that in this sport. But hey, the Astros, they were a big favorite heading into last season. They won 106 games and uh, 105, 106 games, and they went on to win it also. Sometimes the Goliaths win, but more often than not, it's the team that gets hot. But, yeah, I still think this team has a chance, and that's all you want. This team definitely has a chance, and I think that they're going to improve their roster along the way. I think this team has too much invested in this current nucleus. I think they have too much respect for the veterans of this team that are currently in their primes to just punt on this season just for an opportunity to go out there and sign to Shohei Otani. Because guess what? what this organization they have the resources to do both you can still go all in on this year and all in on Otani and look there's also a universe and a scenario where you can go all in on this year and that means getting Otani but yeah there's no there's no guarantee it's going to happen but I think you really have to uh Definitely make a big effort. Hi, DMAC. What up, Craig Osterberg? We got Mike Schmidt over on YouTube. Mookie shortstop for the year until Lux comes back. So Mike over on YouTube likes Mookie at shortstop. We got Deborah Young here in Hot Florida, 3-2-1. Craig from Lawndale. We got let's jump back here. We got Gratterall. He held it down in the ninth. That's from Dylan Hare. Yeah, I mean, Bruzdar Gratterall, he has really turned things around of late. And a big two innings, two innings for Bruzdar. He was a monster today. Goes two innings, gives up those three hits. You didn't see as much swing and miss, did have no strikeouts, but 28 pitches, 19 for strikes. He was more efficient than we've seen him. Justin Brule, I thought he walked the leadoff man there in the seventh inning, but for the most part, he has looked really, really solid of late, too. I mean, he... Justin Bro, he walked Mancini, and then he struck out Torrens for the first out, got Gomes to fly to center for the second out, and then he gets Madrigal to ground on a fielder's choice for the third out, and that was a nice play by Mookie right there. Mookie in that seventh inning, and they had a chance to really get into that lead against a reliever. Mookie just really effortless put out there on the fielder's choice. So, yeah, I think Bro pitched really well. I think just if you look at Bruce Dark Gratterall, I mean, he had a really, really nice eighth inning. Really, really nice eighth inning. Really, really clean eighth inning there. I mean, he gets... He gave that, and then, yeah, for, for Bruzdar, Horner grounded to third for the first out in the eighth, and Swanson grounded to third for the second out, and then Belly, he doubled. They credited him with a double there on that pitch, on that hit that just fell into no man's land there between third base there in shallow left field. Peralta tried to get to it. Muncie tried to get to it. Muncie, Mookie was in the vicinity, but still, it just dropped, and Belly ends up at second. He gets credit with a double there, so really just some unlucky play right there for the Dodgers, but still, hey, give Bruzar a lot of credit. Two innings for the bazooka today. Will Catman be in the next series? Yolanda, that is what it is looking like at the moment. It does appear that Tony Gonsolin, you saw him in the Dodgers club in the Dodgers dugout today, and it does appear that he is going to get that opportunity when 
the Dodgers take on the Pirates this series, and he'll take over for Michael Grove for that Wednesday start. And I think that I think that you got to feel good about. It. I mean, if you I, if you guys saw the highlights, I rewatched his rehab start for OKC on Thursday. He threw 57 pitches and three plus innings of work in Albuquerque, allowed two runs while striking out seven. And the plan was for Tony to get two rehab starts before returning from that sprained left ankle, but they're going to need him sooner than that. And it's unfortunate because it always just feels like Tony Gonsolin can't get that full rehab stint that he needs, but hopefully he'll perform well and he'll get his season going. Max Muncy, the funky Muncy, that's from Cowboys five rings. This is another comment of the day presented by our friends at Hornitos. Bazooka didn't do half bad. That's from Deborah. We got Diane Schroeder. Hello from Discovery Princess in San Diego. What's up, Diane Schroeder? I appreciate it. You're doing your thing out in San Diego, out in SD, on the Discovery Princess, and you're still here rocking with us on the Dodgers Nation post-game show. Belly has grown up a lot in the last couple years. That's from Donna R. over on YouTube. Yeah, you're talking about a guy that had two kids. I believe he had the second one yet, or at least he's close to having it. He's a guy that has face adversity and look when it comes to big leaguers that have reached the highest heights like a Cody Bellinger a former MVP winner he knows what it takes he knows the type of work you have to put in to get the results and look we'll see if he can sustain this because last year actually got off to a pretty decent start and then he kind of fell off but I think you're seeing him have less difficulty get to fastballs up in the zone you're seeing him take breaking balls out in the way a little more often and I think for him it's just finding pitches to hit and I think the Dodgers I mean, you saw the pitches from Julio Urias to Cody Bellinger that he's teed off on this season. They're four-seam fastballs belled high right in right his nitro zone. So I think if you're Cody Bellinger, you definitely are getting some cookies from the Dodgers and you're taking advantage. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. If he can sustain this for an entire season, if he can hit 300 like he is now for the whole year and maintain this, then, yeah, it's going to be a real – a real big moment for him in his career. And I think you could see him get some votes for comeback player of the year. But uh, back to the comments section. Muncy has to be the MLB player of the week. He's found that dog. Yeah, there you go, Matthew. Muncy has always had dog for days, man. Yeah, how about the nice bat drop? The nice bat drop, bat flip that he did. Oh, that was just cold out there. Let's take a look at that because, yeah, let's, let's take a look at that bat, bat drop by Mr. Max Muncy because, I mean, this guy – you don't mess with this guy, man. I'm telling you. Look at it. Here's the homer. Stares at it. Walks down and boom. There's a little flip, little fling there. And then he rounds the bases. Just crushes that. Turns on that cutter. Inner half. And hey, if it wasn't for that scoreboard, that's out on the street somewhere. So, yeah, Max Muncy, this guy has really reestablished himself as one of the best sluggers in Major League Baseball. And, hey, I'm still old enough to remember when there were Dodger fans out there that wanted to trade him for a bag of chips and a bag of balls and a $5 Subway gift card. And they just wanted to get rid of Max Muncy. And he has responded by making himself a legitimate MVP candidate early in this season. He's been the Dodgers. Him and James Alvin have been the Dodgers' two best hitters to start the year. So that really bodes well because I still think Mookie, who went two for four today with the double and the home run, he's going to get going and he's going to catch fire. And I think Freddie Freeman, who had that two home run game against the Mets, he's due to go on a vintage Fred Hot Freddie Freeman streak. So this offense 
they're doing pretty well. They just need to be more consistent. But uh, 10 of 14 is amazing. That's from NS. Yeah, and that wild with Max Muncy. Uh, Muncy for the year. Uh, yeah, how many home runs will Max Muncy end up for this season? I had him hitting 37, but he looks like he wants to hit 37 by the beginning of May. Uh, Kershaw had a good game. That's from Craig Osterberg. Yeah, let's talk about Kershaw's start. Clayton Kershaw, Clayton Goatshaw. He ends up allowing one run. Three earned no th- one earned run three runs total uh, on six in six innings of work had six punch outs one walk ninety pitches sixty four for strikes he was seventeen of twenty three on first pitch strikes had twelve swings and misses and his slider continues to be outstanding opponents hitting one thirty on that slide piece Caroline Alba says Freddie keeps striking out yeah Freddie Freeman three strikeouts today goes over for four and he's just not seeing it well I mean that batting average dropped down to two eighty one and you're gonna see those micro slumps from Freddie and he's gonna go to work and. Like you said before he had the two run two home run game that he is going to continue with his approach that he's going to continue doing his routine and the results will come and I think Freddie he's a guy that's going to make some adjustments if he needs to but he's you, got, you don't worry about Freddie Freeman Freddie Freeman you're pretty much guaranteed production from him but hey it's not like last year from wire to wire he was completely fantastic there was that little mini micro slump that he had after the first two weeks of the season and that's kind of where we are right now and then he found it and he was fantastic for the rest of the way so people always assume when you end your year with three really great months that you were just great and you avoided all these slumps but no Freddie actually did have a micro slump at the beginning of last season and then he turned things around and that was basically who he was for the rest of the way one of the best hitters in the game that lead that led major league baseball in so many offensive categories but uh Muncie needs to dh he can't stay at third base yeah i mean defensively there are some plays out there where Mo- where max Muncie, you start to kind of wonder i mean he did make that nice backhand play later in the game to kind of make up for it but early that really set this team back there in the bottom of the first inning let's get into that so Horner he reached on an air by Max Muncy and Horner ends up at second on that Eon 5 it was hot off the bat it just kind of ate him up you saw that play it took two bounces and the bounce right before Muncy just kind of ate him up and he goes with a backhand had a little topspin on it and just it flies into it kicks all the way into left field. It was just a little bit of a tricky hop, and Max Muncy could have made the play. It was a legit error. We know guys like Manny Machado would have made that play. Nolan Arenado would have made that play. And then with Horner at second, Kershaw strikes out Swanson on three pitches. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Nice pitch there with the slider to get Swanson swinging. And then one-two count to Belly, sixth pitch of the at-bat. Belly lines a single to center to score Horner to give the Cubs an early 1-0 lead. So on that play right there, Belly just hit that single, got wood, good wood on it, a one-two pitch. And, yeah, just a nice piece of hitting there that scored Horner and the Cubs strike first blood. And then Outman, he attempted to throw to the plate there for some strange reason. I think he'll use that as another learning lesson. He'll hit the cutoff, man, because 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 of that, he Belly was able to get to second. So that ended up being a run. So with Belly at second and one out, 0-1 pitch to Suzuki, he singles to left. And then Belly scored from second to make it 2-0 Cubs curveball just kind of hung there 
in the heart of the plate. So not a great pitch there. Didn't have the feel for that curve. Kind of cold. Didn't have the spin on it. It was just right there begging to be hit in the middle of the plate. That made it 2-0 Cubs. And it was Suzuki at first. One out. Kirsch punches out Wisdom with a four-seam fastball up and in for the second out. So great pitch there by Kirsch. Four-seam fastball. The velocity is up on his fastball this year. Fast as it's been in years. The spin is one of the better spin rates in the league on a four-seamer. So that goes for the second out. And the next batter, Hosmer, he falls behind 2-0, and then he gets some swinging, a four-seam fastball up and in. So Kirsch didn't have the feel for his breaking ball for his slider early on, but he still went to that fastball and dotted it and was able to get some big swing and misses and some big punch outs. And he threw a lot of pitches in that first inning. I was thinking, oh, no, we're going to see another bullpen game here, going to tax the pen. But nope, 27 pitches in that inning. He had the air by Muncie but he was cruising after that. I mean, you saw one, two, three inning after one, two, three inning for Kirsch. And he was fantastic. He had a one, two, three inning in the second. In the third inning, he issued a leadoff walk to Horner, but then he struck out Swanson with the slide on the inside corner. Belly fouled the catcher for the second out. Austin Barnes made a nice play there. And then he gets Suzuki to ground his short for the third out. So then after that, a one, two, three inning in the fourth, one, two, three in the fifth, a one, two, three inning in the sixth to finish his day with six innings pitched allowing just one earned run, three runs total, six punches, one walk, 90 pitches. So he did his job. And then, yeah, we talked about Brule. I thought he did a nice job. Bruised our Gratterall. He was getting the two innings of work in there. So, yeah, you feel really good about that. And a 7-3 win for your Dodgers. But the biggest takeaways today have to be Max Muncy is looking like a legitimate MVP candidate. I like this. This is from Chris Sargoy over on Facebook. Muncy VP. Yeah, Max Muncy. Of course, we're extremely early in this season, but Max Muncy, he has absolutely turned his year around from a platinum strikeout game where he started this season one for 13, had the five strikeout game. He talked about how that really hurt his confidence and that was one of the reasons why he went to that step back move and he told me that it was nice that he could have that to fall back on if he needed to and he did it at the right time and since then he's been absolutely fantastic if you look at his numbers his 12 his 11.29 OPS right now is currently second in all of Major League Baseball for qualified players. So a 1229 OPS, he's hitting 254, has a 411 on base. He's slugging 718, 11 home runs. That leads the league just one ahead of Pete Alonzo. RBIs, he has 21, 18 walks to 27 strikeouts. So this is a guy who, yes, it's been a lot of home runs. 10 of his last 14 hits are home runs, but he is looking like he's headed for a 35 to 40 home run season. And what more can you say about Max Muncy? He has really shut his haters up. People that wanted to pour dirt on his grave. Well, hey, he has had other ideas. And the funky Muncy is absolutely raking this season. And I think that it's pretty, I'm pretty confident right now that he's going to set a new career high in home runs. He had 36 home runs back in 2021. He has 11 home runs through 22 games 
in the 2023 season. And yeah, he's a guy that you can always count on when he's healthy to give you 30 plus bombs. He had 35 in 2018, 35 in 2019, 12 in the 2020 season, 36 in 2021, and then 21 last year dealing with those injuries. So yeah, great start for Max Muncie, a bona fide MVP candidate. We're seeing maximum Muncie right now. The funky one is getting funky on pitchers around Major League Baseball. Defensively, you want to see him clean some things up, avoid some errors, because there have been some key errors with Max Muncie. And yeah, I mean, sometimes when you sometimes when you see some of those hot ground balls with the tricky hops and he's trying to backhand them, sometimes you see him kick into left field. So, yeah, he makes up for it. But, I mean, even early in the year, I remember first game of the season on the bunt against the Diamondbacks. You want to see him charge that, and he leaves it for Bruce Dark Gratter also. I think instincts-wise, too. He told me that's where he feels more comfortable at now, his third base. But still, I think from an instinct standpoint, he's going to continue to grow there. And I think, too, uh, you'll live with that if he continues to produce offensively. But to get back to your question earlier about the designated hitter role, J.D. Martinez is still perfect for the Dodgers in that role. And I think J.D. Martinez, who hit a home run today, you're going to see him in that role. So, yeah, I mean, J.D. Martinez is right there. I mean, nine doubles for J.D. Martinez. That's tied for third. Four home runs for J.D. Martinez. So that's what you want from him, and he's going to continue to produce, and you're not going to see him in left field. I mean, I remember when we were when we were at spring training, he forgot to bring a glove one day. That's how much he avoids playing the outfield. I mean, yeah, you're just not going to see it. Hey, do you guys, hey, you guys, I'm in a storm right now. What up, DKM? Gonson's return will be huge. That's from Chris Sargoy. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, if Tony Gonson can come back and pitch like an ace, if Tony Gonson can come back and look like the guy who made his first all-star team last season, it's going to go a long way to fortifying this rotation because we've had some solid outings from Michael Grove. He hasn't looked terrible or anything like that, but his ceiling is number five starter on a Major League Baseball team, maybe a number four starter. Tony Gonson is a guy who absolutely is a middle rotation starter on a winning club in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, I mean, last season, Tony Smokes, I mean, a 2-1-4 ERA. When he was, when he, before he went down with that forearm strain, he was leading the National League in ERA. Strikeouts per nine actually went down to 8.2 from 10.5 in 2021. But the difference is he was confident in his stuff. His pitching more to contact. And one thing I think you should look at early with Tony Gonsolin is how is he performing with the new rules on the restricted shift? Is how is he performing without the offensive Without the defense, the defensive advantages there. One second, guys. I lost my comments. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. 
We got. There we go. And there we're back. Without those advantages, because Tony Gonson last season hit a 207 BABIP, a 207 batting average on balls in play. That was the best in the league with pitch for pitchers with a minimum of 130 innings pitch. So, yeah, I think we'll see how he fares with the new rules. And I think you're going to see him need to generate a little more swing and miss like we saw in 2021. So I think it'll be a little bit of an adjustment. And really the key for him is throwing strikes and staying healthy and just pounding the zone. You don't want to see him nibble. As long as he attacks the zone, he has great stuff. That split change is filthy. You saw him use more slider. You saw him go to those secondary pitches last year. So, yeah, I'm excited to see Tony Gonson back as well. And look, they gave him that two-year extension. But a lot of that has he has incentives and those incentives are starts related and innings related. So, yeah, this team, even the Dodgers have told Tony Gonson, hey, we want to see you prove it to us. So, yeah, it'll be very, very it'll go a long way to seeing what this rotation does, because Julio Arias last two starts hasn't looked great. Noah Syndergaard, he's been solid. Kirsch, he's been more than solid. He's looked really nice. He's been pretty much fantastic. He shoved his last start, and today, after he got through that first inning, he cruised the rest of the way. But, yeah, the big key, I think, for Tony Gonsolin is that slider and that curveball. I mean, those were the pitches that really took him to the next level last season. And I think, I mean, if you look at he, he went, he was four. he's really a, really a four-pitch pitcher, really breaks it up pretty nicely. But you're going to see that four-seam, that splitter, that slider, and that curveball. But let's jump back into the comment section here. Uh, key bets at shortstop, even when Lux comes back. Bets is reliable. That's from Roy Estrada. Yeah, that's one thing about Mookie is, yeah, he has been more reliable than Gavin Lux last few years. And look, the, if Mookie likes the idea of being a shortstop, that's going to change a lot of things because there's not a lot of big free agent shortstops on the horizon. Yes, Tim Anderson's still out there. He has another club option after this season. Willie Doms could be a free agent. But look, you don't want to spend big on shortstops because towards the end of that contract and with Major League Baseball giving out 11-year deals, I mean, look at the $300 million deal that Trey Turner got. I mean, 11, C 11 years for that. I mean, of those 11 years, Trey probably plays shortstop four or five. And of those four or five years, it's going to be at a below average level defensively. So shortstop is a tricky position when it comes to spending big on. I think you can spend on them if they're 26, 27 years old and you look out, then I think it does make some sense if you get the right superstar Francisco Lindor type who has really turned things around after his first season with the Mets. I think some of them make sense, but in most cases, that's a position where you give a guy $300 million, like a Carlos Correa, who ended up signing that deal for under $300 million with the Twins, well, he's going to end up at third base. So, yeah, if Mookie can play shortstop, avoid injury, and produce at the plate, and the Dodgers have a surplus of outfielders that you can count on, it's something you might want to consider. And then Gavin Lux, when he returns, you have a guy that, yes, you can play shortstop, but look, I've talked to people, scouts, people in the organization. I mean, we'll, do they, Gavin Lux still has to prove he can be an everyday shortstop. There are some some doubts about the way he sets his feet, if he can make that throw consistently. And then also, too, offensively, he's never put together a season from start to finish where he has been a really solid bat. Yes, he was hitting 300 before he went down, close to 300, and then after the injuries, he kind of 
kind of dipped after that. He was pretty bad. But I think if you're Mookie, if you can maintain the production, avoid injury, and you like to play it, we know if Mookie wants what Mookie gets in this situation. J.D. Martinez, he's on this team because the Dodgers need a DH, but also Mookie got his guy, right? So other thing you can do, if you, can, you can keep Miguel Vargas at second, or you can move him to third and make Muncie the DH next season because J.D. Martinez is on a one-year contract. So they will have some options if you want to go that route. And we know James Altman it looks like he's projecting to be a guy that you're going to have as your everyday center fielder for years to come. And then we'll see what happens in the future because you got a lot of guys on one-year deals, minor league deals, and Hayward and Peralta, Trace Thompson, we'll see, are his day's number. You still have Chris Taylor under contract for another two years after this year. So, yeah, the outfield, you can find guys. Outfield is easier to find outfielders than a shortstop because, of course, in the outfield, there's multiple positions. Guys can play the corner outfield spots. They can play center. So it would open some things up for the Dodgers if Mookie would consider it, if the league would consider it. They also signed Rojas to that one-year extension, too. So here we go. Pass on Otani. Too much money. I would rather go after Roki Sasaki when he's eligible from Doom underscore Sal. That's a fire take. Doom, you see my conversation with Jose Moda? We talked about Roki Sasaki. I mean, look, it's not going to happen until probably 2026, 2027. It's going to be a while. But, uh, yeah, I hope he ends up here. We got... Um, Next series against Pirates going to be tough. That's from Roy Estrada. Yeah, they've looked pretty damn good this year, the Buckos. Kirsch is still the ace. That's from Deborah Young. Hey, at this point, I think there's no doubt about that. I think that something, the years change, but something's changed. But uh, Kershaw being the ace of the Dodgers, it feels like he's still our best pitcher because he can consistently miss bats and get himself out of jams. He has the best command. He avoids the heart of the plate, and he goes out there and posts. And as long as he's healthy, it's tough to disagree with that point, Deborah. We got Muncie will kill you at third base in a big game. Needs to be DH or first baseman. That's from Swelling Sausage over on YouTube. Well, there's a guy at first base, a gold glover by the name of Freddie Freeman that signed a six-year $162 million contract that is not going to be changing position so really the only option is third base or maybe a plug have Matt dh next season so i mean the thing is too i mean jd martinez really struggling against lefties this year so i think you'll probably see you'll probably see Will Smith at DH more than you'll see Max Muncy this season. But uh, Peralta is the man from B. Guzman. Yeah, thankfully he broke up that perfect game because I didn't want to get perfectoed. Uh, how about the Tim Anderson trade? That's from Joey Yarbrough. Look, I'll tell you, I've been I've been working hard in the DMs trying to get info on Tim Anderson and his availability, trying to talk to some White Sox insiders and White Sox beat writers. So if I find anything, if I get any info, you will definitely see it on a video. But right now, it's a pretty pretty stagnant market nothing really developing and it's so early in the season but look i think if you want tim anderson your teams need to be the dodgers and whoever the white Sox are playing so that has to be the mentality peralta is stinking up the joint that is from b guzman yeah i think i think with peralta you want a you want a guy that is a lefty that can have success against righties he's had some clutch base hits is he going to be the guy he was when he was at his prime, having 30-plus home run seasons, I don't think that guy's walking through that door at any point. But defensively, he made that nice play yesterday. On the year, Peralta is hitting just above the Mario Mendoza line. He's hitting 208, OPSing 527. He's 10 for 48. And of those 10 hits, just two extra baits hits. So one double and one home run. So, yeah, I mean, what I've said 
for the entire spring. And just I said at the beginning of the show that I think Michael Bush develop him as a left fielder. Of course, he's not going to be a gold glove winner like David Peralta, but we've seen the success they've had with James Altman. What makes you think that Michael Bush can't play left field and have success in the box? And he's under team control for so many years, and you don't have to trade him. So I would much rather have seen Michael Bush in left field. And David Peralta, he's a vet. He brings the choo-choo train, but that train's going to fall off the tracks unless he's able to have some success. But here we go, guys. A couple more here, and I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. We'll probably wrap things up. A couple more comments, guys. We've hit on everything. Your Dodgers continue to win. James Altman, who, by the way, James Altman can get Chick-fil-A on Sundays. He can order a Big Mac at Burger King. He gives Red Bull wings. Superman wears James Altman pajamas. He is the front runner to win NL Rookie of the Year. He's OPSing 11.03, hitting 3.11, has an on-base a 400, a 703 slug with seven home runs, three triples, two doubles, 19 RBIs, 10 walks, and 23 games. So give it up for James Alman. Him and Max Muncy absolutely carrying this Dodgers team. He's got that dog. Dog Let's do a couple more comments and uh, we'll head out of this one, guys. We'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow for the Blue Heaven podcast. So be on the lookout for that. We'll be post gaming on Tuesday. B. Guzman says, Will Smith, who? Debra Young, Max has more dog in him than Westminster. I like that, Debra Young. Debra Young, that's a fire take. Fire take. That's a fire take. We got um, Yancey Al Haunt Me. That's from Carl. <laughs> Wait, Carl says, Yancey Al Haunt Me does just that. Fire yeah, take. I called him, of course, I call him Yancey Al Money, but uh, yeah. Not really happening. Uh, David Sabatini moving to shortstop is the a trade for o, uh, Michael Belgian says trade for Oswald Peraza. The Yankees plan to send it back to AAA as soon as Donaldson comes back. That's not going to happen. I'm just telling you straight up point blank. The Dodgers are not considering trading for Oswald Peraza. Uh, DKM, I need Will Smith back behind the plate. I love some Will Smith. Barnes now a killer hitter from Craig Osterberg. Smith is going to have to DH, though. Yeah, he will. And he DH 25 games last year, and he ended up hitting 25 home runs. Pirates win seven straight. That's from Craig Osterberg. We need Clint to fix Freddie or just give him a day off from Debra Young. Yeah, he almost fixed him. He pretty much fixed him in that game. No disagree. Grove always looks terrible when I see him pitch. That Look, I mean, how about his start against the – his last start against the Cubs when he had that slider working. I mean, his, his start against uh, the Cubs on Jackie Robinson Day, he was fantastic. But uh, uh, nice to see those insurance runs from Ben Watson. Dodgers should trade for Nico Horner from Raphael. Michael Bilgen, Dodgers should trade for oh, – man, you are, are you Oswald Peraza's agent? <laughs> uh, Dodgers don't need a number one starter. Urias can't dominate every outing. That's from Johnny Cage. Uh, we got best move by coach to put Mookie at shortstop. Freeze up the space to get either other bats like Hayward – and worked in also comes Mookie Moore at the plate. He loves challenges. Daniel Mancuso. Yeah, I think that you're 100% right in what you said. I think that it absolutely has intangible benefits outside of just what he provides as a player. And I think the momentum is heading in that direction. I think this team needs a spark. They need some life. And Mookie at shortstop, why not? Let's get weird in 2023. But, yep, guys, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Like I said, this is your show. I'm just hosting it. So when you like this show, you're liking your own show tell your friends about the dodgers nation post game show and our youtube channel you can follow me on twitter and instagram at dmac underscore la let's do a couple more a couple walk-off shots here any hot takes let's see what we got
We got Bleed Blue from Craig Osterberg, DMAC forever. Thanks, Emar. Appreciate you. Why can't we bunt at all? Hey, you've seen some more small ball. I mean, at least you saw those insurance runs. Those were manufactured with a walk, a single, then a walk, then a double by Mookie. You saw this team be more aggressive on the base pass, and it's not just stealing runs. You've seen them be more active on hitting runs. We saw that yesterday, so I think you're seeing that trend in the right direction. We got Hey World, how about a hit? We got Swoosh says trade Bush, Pajes, Bueller, Vargas for Adamas and Burns. Yeah, I don't know. I think we got there. Bush, Pajes, Bueller. Bueller, they're not going to trade Walker Bueller. They still feel this organization feels like he's going to come back fully healthy and look like the ace that he was. So that's not going to happen. Corbin Burns under one more year of team control and Adamas is expiring after this season. So I still think that's a hefty package. And Miguel Vargas is a guy who could hit close to 300 for 7, 10, 13 years in this league. So I think that's not going to happen. But uh, due to this channel, well, hey, welcome and uh, hopefully you are here to stay shout out from the eastern sierra dmac thanks tony for rocking with us it is dodgers nations here we got let's go below let's not go below 500 again that's from craig osterberg that would be fantastic i would love that randy watson says please no more trace thompson he struggled i think his days could be numbered we'll see dmac you call out man el rojas hey dmac hey you had to admit i took some heat for doing a video on james albin back in november that said next dodger star center fielder and hey so far i'm looking pretty right but uh it's still a long season okay uh, let's get michael bush up that's from dave luna roy strano we would we consider switching vargas if vargas and muncie vargas is natural third base and muncie plays a good second base that's from roy Estrada. i talked to a scout that told me that vargas actually likes the idea of playing second because some of those hot shots at third base he didn't love those hot shots at third base that's all i'm going to say about that but uh thanks again for rocking with us guys you know i can sit here and talk dodger baseball all day every day with you but we'll see you tomorrow for the blue heaven podcast and then we'll be back with another post game show on tuesday subscribe to the channel smash that like button you can follow me on twitter instagram and tiktok at dmac underscore la remember nothing brings us together quite like dodger baseball and until next time think blue bleed blue and i'm out stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.